0: Okay, we've been discussing our mission statement lately as we prepared for upcoming meetings with accreditation agencies. Our mission states, Nazarene Bible College exists to glorify Jesus Christ as Lord by preparing adults to evangelize, disciple, and minister to the world. Our very name states the foundation upon which we build our educational programs. We are a Bible college. Thus, whether listed in the syllabus or not, our students should need their Bibles in every course they take. For how can we equip them If the word of God is not the overarching truth behind the principles that we teach. I'm pleased that we're constantly reviewing our learning objectives and our learning outcomes for if we're going to achieve our mission, then we must be effective in both of these areas. But also realize that this is true not only for Nazarene Bible College, but for every local church of the Nazarene where our students will be ministering. Our message to the world is a message based upon the word of God. I remember something Dr. John Allen Knight said in my very first college class on the New Testament. He went through the course syllabus with us and then said something that came straight from his heart. If I do my job well, you will not only have a better understanding of the New Testament, but you will fall in love with Jesus and the word of God in a fresh new way. He was right. I did fall in love with Jesus and the word of God in a fresh new way through his class. And this has stayed with me for over 50 years. We at NBC provide quality biblical scholarship through our faculty and courses, and whether we state it in our syllabi or not, we hope that our students will also realize that we love God, we love them, we love our church, and we love the Word of God, and we want them to love it as well. Perhaps King David expresses what I feel in my heart better than I could ever say it in my own words. Psalm 119 is a psalm written by David for the director of music. Think of it a hymn that expresses love for the word and the law of God. My hope is that David's words are communicated by the way I teach and consistently refer my students to the word of God in my answers and responses to their comments and questions. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm 119, verses 7 through 11, and we're going to look together at the comments that David says about the law of God and his attitude toward God's law. I love these words. The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the comb. By them is your servant warned, In keeping them, there is great reward. Let's examine David's explanation. Verse seven, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord is trustworthy, making wise the simple. David says the law is perfect, revives the soul, is trustworthy, and makes us wise. Biblical perfection contains the idea of completeness. There's nothing missing. All we need is found in God's word. And in times when we need spiritual refreshment, his word is the source for it revives the soul. We will never regret trusting God's word for it is worthy of our trust. His word contains statutes, which means they have originated with God and will remain in place. Jesus said his words would never pass away. The word not only comforts, revives, and instructs us, but it makes us wise. The word not only comforts us and instructs us, but think again, makes us wise. Biblical wisdom is not just about knowledge, but it's the idea that we actually know how to take the word of God and apply it to our lives. We know how to live. Jesus reminds us that it will enable us to live life abundantly. Verse 8. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. Precepts are commandments that provide moral direction. Thus, we're able to know right from wrong. We're able to make wise choices. When we follow God's precepts, it brings joy to the heart. His commands are like light in the darkness, and God enables us to see our way through every issue in life. Verse 9, the fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever The ordinances of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. In God's law, we receive directions and wisdom from a loving Heavenly Father. He loves us so much that he wants us to live well, love well, and serve well. He gives us purpose for living. Therefore, we have an awesome respect for God and his law. In a world that is constantly changing its moral compass, God's law and word, his rules for living, are pure and never change. His ordinances, which means commands or rules for living, properly understood and applied, will always lead us in the paths of righteousness. They are dependable. Verse 10. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They're sweeter than honey, than honey from the comb. You can hardly make it through a television program without someone telling you that it's important to diversify your assets and invest in gold. I tried that once, it didn't work. (laughs) But anyway, I tried. It's still a driving force, isn't it? Gold, it just touches every aspect of the lives of human beings. But what good is gold if you have all the gold you need but do not know how to use it wisely and thus glorify God with the wealth he has given you? David says the laws, commands, and precepts of God are much more important than physical gold for they are an investment in eternity. I've noticed over the years that there's a sweetness in the spirit of those who've trusted God's word throughout their lives. Perhaps it's no surprise that David would say that the law of God is sweeter than honey. This begs the question, do we see the word of God that way? Do we value it more than gold itself? Has the sweetness of God's word resulted in a sweet spirit within us? If so, then how we live, love and serve will certainly reveal itself in how we love and relate to others. Verse 11, by them is your servant warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. Notice that the law warns, but it does not decide for you. God speaks to us and guides us through the law he has lovingly given us, for will also protect us in times of trouble. But then God has given us his spirit to remind us of his law and enable us to keep it. I found that David is correct when he says keeping them reaps a great reward. I have never regretted obeying God's word. I have regrets over the times when I failed to follow the word. As we consider the law of God, we soon discover that it's not just a matter of knowing the law or knowing about the law, but it is an issue of the heart. My attitude towards God's law is a reflection of my attitude toward God. God gave us the law from his heart of love. We keep the law because we love him who first loved us. Jesus explained the law of God as the law of love this way. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. So just in case we've not made it plain, I say to those who received their education at NBC, we love God. We love you. We love our church and we love the word of God. We trust that you will fall in love with God and his word in fresh new ways as you continue your ministry preparation at Nazarene Bible College.